Steelers by the Lake podcast. My name is James Strong, joined once again by my co-host Cody Tanner. Cody, how are you this fine Saturday morning? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Got to watch my uh, girlfriend win her esports game last night. Ready for Steelers football. Yeah, Yeah, ready for Steelers football tomorrow. (laughs) Get another dub. You know, just ready for all kinds of things. All kinds of things. Penn State plays today, I think. What time are they? Oh, I didn't even look. I'm not going to look right now. That's fair. I'm just curious. Um, no, we're we're excited to talk about Steelers football, but James, how are you doing today? Uh, so far, so good today. You know, early enough that uh, things could swing in any direction. You never know these days. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to try and remain optimistic here <laughs> and hope for the best. That's fair. Uh, but uh, speaking of hoping for the best, all kinds of action on the, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, practice squad this this uh past week here so lots going on uh they started the week off with a wide receiver by the name of Simi Fahoko getting stolen off of our practice squad uh by the Chargers so he will be on the 53-man roster for the Chargers for at least the next three weeks um don't see any way that that's going to directly affect us other than our depth but the wide receiver room getting healthier now anyway yep awesome yeah so we'll see how that goes after that Pitt Pitt Next, then cut yeah, uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh then cut cornerback uh, Kalen Barnes off the practice squad. So that's another corner we do not have on the practice squad. Um, they also then signed Jalen Camp to the practice squad. Um, mm-hmm. And then we also had some moves on special teams. Unfortunately, uh, due to an injury we'll talk about later, I'm sure you can figure out who it is. The Steelers did sign punter Brad Wing to the practice squad. He will be getting the call up for the 53-man roster for this next game. Um, and that is due to an injury that we'll get into, but we're going to talk about it right now, James. Yeah. Yeah, there's no reason not to talk about it right now. The Pittsburgh actually held, like, a big old tryout, brought in four punters and two long snappers. The long snappers, I don't think we're truly trying out for anything other than just to provide somebody to be able to snap the ball <laughs> and, and not wear out your normal long snapper. Uh, so they got to look at a couple of those guys as well. Brad Wing was already in uh, a couple weeks ago to help Pittsburgh practice for an upcoming left-footed punter. So they're comfortable with him. He's actually played for the team previously, like 10 years ago. He was on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Brad's a very good emergency policy. Uh, but unfortunately, Presley Harvin III's got a hamstring that's been bugging him bad enough he hasn't been able to punt all week. Uh, so the expectation is that you will not be healthy enough to play on uh, Sunday's game. Uh, We'll see. They're saying it is a true game time decision. Uh, So they really don't have to do the elevation until like day of. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I kind of expect them to elevate him regardless of whether they think Presley can go because all it could take is one punt and then he could tweak it so bad that he can't play the rest of the game and you don't want like Chris Boswell trying to do punts or something. Yeah. On their their website, he's listed as out, but I don't know how much that actually affects anything. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy that's out, we're going to go, I'm going to go offensive line real quick. Uh, yeah. Or offense completely. James Daniels, the guard has a groin injury, was unable to practice all week long. He is out. So that means that Herbig will be getting the start. We'll get to see what he had, he can offer, which is honestly exciting in my opinion. Um, Alan Robinson, the wide receiver with an ankle injury, didn't participate at the beginning of the week limited throughout and then full participation yesterday. Uh, you also had the guard, Isaac Siamalu, not injury related. I, uh, I don't even know why they put these ones on there. I think it's just cause you have to alert 
the league if someone doesn't participate in practice, which on Wednesday he didn't. Um, yeah. Could be sickness, could be family stuff. You never know. Uh, tight end Connor Hayward dealing with an ankle injury should be full go. Connor Olszewski still in, uh, still was getting out of concussion protocol this week. Full participation all week, though, for practice. And then tight end Darnell Washington had a knee injury that I'm, I'm assuming took place Wednesday, and then he was uh, didn't participate Thursday, and then he was full participation yesterday. So probably just a tweak or something there for Darnell. Excited to see him come in, and I think we I think this might be the game that we actually start to see them. I don't know why I'm feeling this way. I just got a feeling that we might actually get to see him in the passing game and get more involved, which is exciting. Man, I really hope so. He's been so underutilized so far this season. He's been used as a blocker. I don't think they've really thrown him to, to him even once. I'm not. positive he hasn't recorded a catch. Uh, so it's like, my Lord, let's try to get this this monster human being involved in the offense. He's fully capable of doing so. Uh, on the defensive side of things, a few of these guys were just getting days off because they're veterans. Like, I think that's what it was with Isaac Siamalu. Yep. Uh, same thing for Patrick Peterson. It's a not injury related, but he didn't practice for a couple of days. Miles Kilbrew had a knee that was bothersome early in the week, but he progressed, fully participated Thursday and Friday. Uh, and then Larry Ogunjobi still has that nagging foot injury. Same as usual, where he didn't participate early in the week, was limited middle of the week, fully participated late in the week. So expect him to go as well. Uh, so really the significant ones for this week uh, are going to be Presley Harvin the third and James Daniels. And I'm with you on the James Daniels thing. Uh, I think that the offensive line has been so unimpressive that they've had somebody who's thought of as a high quality backup like Nate Herbig. I kind of want to see him. I want to see him out there. I want to see how he looks, see how he moves. Uh, does he start moving some bodies? Uh, I'm not necessarily saying he's an upgrade over James Daniels, but maybe he's somebody that they can start playing a little bit at center. Uh, and I wouldn't mind that because Mason Coles just had a very rough start to the season. Uh, after last year, having a real issue with the bigger, stronger defenders, um, this year he just seems to be having an issue with a lot of things. Yep. Uh, so um, I'm looking forward to seeing another interior offensive lineman who may be a possible solution getting the opportunity to play. Uh, so hopefully the rest of the backup interior linemen are going to be uh, ready to go. But this might mean Spencer Anderson gets a hat, and you never know. Maybe uh, maybe the rookie rookie seventh-round pick gets a chance to get on the field before the rookie first-round pick at offensive line. You never know. You never know. Um, their injuries, there's actually some important ones here. Uh, they have four injuries on the offensive line specifically. Two of them are out, James, and it's their yes. starting and backup left tackle. Uh, so this is very important for that blind side. Alex Highsmith could have himself a very good game, potentially. Uh, Josh Jones with a hand injury is already listed as at out, as well as Laramie Tunsil uh, with a knee injury also listed as out. And then you have the guard, Shaq Mason, who's a, a very good guard uh, with an ankle injury who should be a go. And then Michael Delter, the start, their, um, excuse me, backup center, uh, with a chest injury listed as questionable. That doesn't necessarily affect anything as far it just it, as far as depth if they have an injury during the game. And then you look at the defensive side of the ball, James. Yeah. Uh, the defense middle linebacker Denzel Perriman has been ruled out for the game with a hand-slash-wrist injury. Um, cornerback Tavier Thomas uh, also has been ruled out for this week's game. Defensive end Jonathan Grenard has a knee and is expected to play. He progressed throughout the week. Uh, cornerback Shaq Griffin 
has a foot injury and was limited early in the week, a full participant later in the week. And safety, Jalen Petrie, expected to return this week after missing a few weeks. Uh, the offensive line is where we were going to talk on this one. Um, the Houston Texans team was devastated with injuries in the preseason, Laramie Tunsil being one of them. Uh, obviously, Josh Jones now. Their expected starter at center, Juice Scruggs, who was a second-round pick for them, was injured in the preseason, is out. Um, there's another guard who got injured in the preseason and was out, and that was the reason that they traded with Pittsburgh to acquire Kendrick Green. Uh, so Kendrick Green started the last two weeks at left guard for them. We'll be starting again tomorrow at left guard for them. Uh, and as a Texans reporter on our Pro Sports Fans app, described yesterday the guy that will be starting at left tackle is someone that you don't ever want to be seeing starting so uh, the potential is there for Alex Highsmith to have a very large impact on this game yeah That's just for sure. yeah just to put it in perspective on their uh, injured reserve on their IR they have one two three four five six offensive linemen on their IR uh, no bueno especially with I think wow, two, two of them two of them were probably starters if not three um or i think we're starters well yep it should be a good yeah, yeah you're right there's a yeah there's a guard there too i just saw yeah. him yep so yeah that's yeah. gonna be a uh <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> it's it's a rough time to be a houston texans fan uh that is for sure we're gonna talk about their roster real quick their depth chart look at these guys and talk about the, the highs and lows big thing here james to start off is the rookie quarterback uh pittsburgh has a way of rattling rookie quarterbacks it's even worse typically when they don't have a good or almost non-existent offensive line which is kind of where we're at cj stroud gets the start here um look for him to have a bad game i i don't think it's don't get me wrong he's a capable scrambler and pittsburgh typically fares well against those guys um but this is almost going to be complete chaos, in my opinion, with this offensive line. If they can't block the way that I think, there's a chance that we see some backyard bullcrap that we saw with Ben Roethlisberger in there. Um, it, it's going to be an interesting game for sure with C.J. Stroud getting the start. That being said, this is basically what he's been working with all season thus far. Mm -hmm. and he's averaging 300 yards passing a game, has four touchdowns and zero interceptions on the season. Uh, so he's doing really, really well under an immense amount of pressure thus far on the season. Uh, so Pittsburgh has to find a way to make sure that their pressure is significant enough to rattle this rookie quarterback who has looked very good so far in less than ideal situations as far as that offensive line. Uh, I don't think that the Texans have faced a defensive front as menacing as what Pittsburgh is thus far. They played but they Baltimore. did manage 37 points last week. Yeah. So uh, they definitely have the capability of putting some serious points up, even with this makeshift offensive line. Yeah, they played Baltimore week one and were only able to put up nine. Uh, and, and that's probably the closest they've gotten to playing a team defensively as, as us. They played the Colts and lost uh, 31 to 20, so they put up some points there. Most of his stats came in these past two weeks. Um, against Jacksonville and against the Colts. So look for this game to it's honestly a trap game in my opinion. There's a chance that you know Pittsburgh comes into this too confidently. I don't think Mike Tomlin's gonna let that happen, but unfortunately that just seems to happen with Pittsburgh so often. Normally it's against the Raiders. Luckily we missed that bullet last week. <laughs> yeah, right. Um but uh, on paper, yeah, I know, right? On paper yeah, we dodged that one. <laughs> we did. On paper, this game should be a blowout. This game should shouldn't even be close. Um, in my opinion, uh, we should put up 40 points this game. 
quite frankly. Uh, so we'll see what happens. We should have five turnovers, five plus turnovers, if, in my opinion. Maybe some picks from Levi Wallace after he gets torched a time or two. Uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead and continue look at these guys. Running back, they have Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary used to be a uh, former starter for the Buffalo Bills, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Correct, yes. So, so capable backfield there. Uh, fullback, Andrew Beck. The wide receivers, Robert Woods, played in the Super Bowl with the Rams. Nico Collins is a very capable quarter uh, running back. Oh, my gosh, wide receiver. And then they also have the guy that's – he's a rookie or how, how long has he been? Tank Dell, yeah, rookie. Yeah, okay, so Tank Dell. Yeah, then, very explosive, very fast dude. And then also John Mechie the third, uh, who's also only mm -hmm. been in the league a year. So they have some young talent on the wide receiver team. Uh, core, hopefully they don't have enough time to get the ball to them. And then <laughs> – Yeah, <laughs> speed is going to be an issue again because I'm pretty sure Mechie's real fast and I know Tank Dell's real fast. Yep. Uh, so once again, we've got really fast wide receivers. Nico Collins has 260 yards receiving already this year. Yep. Uh, so Nico's having a real nice start to the season as well. Uh, tight end room, Dalton Schultz, and then Tegan. Not even going to try that last name, uh, <laughs> quite frankly. I'm not, I'm not going to either. No. I looked at that and I said, not a chance. You know what? I'm going to try it. It's, it looks like Tegan Quitoriano. Quitoriano. Uh, he has one reception sure. for 11 yards. He's not that anything. Um, and then the offensive line, you obviously, they have Laramie Tunsil and Josh Jones listed as the left tackles. Neither of them will be playing. So I'm not sure what they're going to be doing at that left tackle position. Kendrick green, the starting left guard, who was formerly with Pittsburgh. We talked about how he can't block. He has two short of arms. Uh, and there's not much you can do for that. So I'm excited to see that left side is going to be hurting this week for sure. Uh, that's really where you gotta stress your focus, man. You gotta put as much pressure on that side as you can. Uh, hopefully, Keanu Benton gets a lot of play over there because mm -hmm. Keanu Benton's length and burst could be absolutely crippling to Kendrick Green. Uh, Keanu Benton is exactly the prototype of player that Keanu that Kendrick Green has an extremely difficult time with. Yep. Uh, so I'm really hoping he gets a ton of snaps in this game because I think he could really abuse Kendrick Green. That's what we want. Uh, center Jarrett Patterson getting the start. And then Shaq Mason, uh, again, listed as the starting guard. There's a chance he has that nagging ankle injury. We'll see what happens there. And then George Fant, the right tackle. Um, so going to be interesting. James, what does this defense look like? Uh, defense is an interesting one. They've got high first-round pick Will Anderson starting on defensive end on the opposite side, Jonathan Grenard. Uh, they have a very high opinion of these two. The sack production is not impressive thus far. They've got three sacks in the first three games on the entire team combined. Uh, defensive tackles, Malik Collins and Sheldon Rankins are more run stoppers than they are uh, penetration-style guys. Uh, so that's your, your four defensive frontman uh on the linebacker core you got christian harris denzel perryman which we saw him on the injury report yep and then rookie henry toa toa uh so there's going to be some inexperience going on in the linebacker position i think this is definitely a game where the matchup is favorable for pat firemuth in the tight ends of the steelers uh, also could be a really big game for Jalen Warren coming out of the backfield receiving. Yep. Uh, he's already been doing very well at that this season, uh, but I don't see these as guys that are going to do a great job covering them. Toa Toa is one of those guys that had a nice college career, but when he came to the combine, he didn't run real fast. And it kind of put me out on him 
not that I want a middle linebacker that can run a 4-4-40. That's great if you have that. Yep. Uh, but he's got to be able to be quick enough to handle quick running backs and big enough to handle guards. Yep. Uh, and Toa Toa, not the fastest dude in the world. So I'm very interested to see how this plays up. I think the linebackers might be something Pittsburgh can take advantage of. Yeah. Uh, these quarterbacks, it's exciting to talk about, James. Steven Nelson, a former Pittsburgh Steeler, uh, getting a start for them as well as Shaq Griffin. But again, Shaq Griffin hit, dealing with that foot injury. Who knows if he could re-aggravate that. Uh, they have Kadar Hallman and MJ Stewart backing them up. The nickel is the starting nickel is Tevier Thomas. Um, I believe he's only if I He's I'm, on the injury list too. And he's on I think the injury he's out. list. Well, that's yeah. fantastic. Um, he does have a forced fumble yeah. on, on the year already, so he was able to do that. I think that might have been on special teams. Um, and then you also have Jimmy Ward, the starting safety, and Jalen uh, Petrie, but again, on the injury list, don't know what's going to happen there. Dealing with the chest injury, Eric Murray he, is backing him up. Yeah. So Petrie's cleared, so the safeties are going to be the strong point of this this unit here, I think. So yeah, um, definitely important that Kenny keeps an eye on where those guys are at at all times because uh, they'll try to, to step in front of some passes, uh, but I think the corners can be exposed. Steven Nelson has had a good season for them on account from Texans – nation they're they're saying that steven nelson looks very good you know he's pretty good for pittsburgh as well uh but what he was was a really good number two he wasn't a number one so yeah. i think the talent level with george pickens uh and calvin austin the third the speed that these two have could really be a problem uh for steven nelson and company yeah uh james this special teams the putter ty zentner uh I don't know how well he's – I haven't watched their special teams in all honesty. He's averaging 43 yards per punt on 11 punts, 54 versus long. Only one inside the 20, but he is a rookie coming out of Kansas State. Um, so look for Pittsburgh maybe to get their first block punt this week. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Um, and then they also have the kicker by the name of Kiami Fairbairn, uh, eight years in the league out of UCLA. Uh, he's eight of nine right now on field goals. His long was only 38. He's really good. His long was only 38, yeah, he's though, pretty so, good. so we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see. John Weeks, long snapper, uh, and then you obviously have the punter as the holder. Tank Dell being their punt returner, got to watch out for that, and Mike Boone, their kick returner. Um, those guys are capable at their position. Again, Tank Dell, we talked about how fast he was. So, um, Yeah, Tank, basically think of him as a Calvin Austin type player. Uh, really, really fast. Uh, 5'10", 165 is what they've got him listed at. So a smaller dude with extreme speed. Uh, this is one of those games where watch these punt return men, man. We both got somebody that's small and really, really fast. Yep. Uh, so anytime there's a punt in this game, I would not go to the bathroom. <laughs> I would I would wait and make sure you see that entire play from beginning to end because uh, we might see some really exciting punt returns in this game with the speed that these two guys have. Yeah, which I am absolutely game for. Um, with that being said, this also is going to be a decently, um, I don't want to say emotional, but also a personal game for TJ Watt. TJ uh, will be watching his brother JJ Watt get um, inducted into the Texans Hall of Fame or I think that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah. Ring of Honor, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Um, so that'll be, that'll happen at halftime. I'm, I'm assuming TJ will probably, I don't want to say he'll stay out and not skip me, but he's going to watch it. I don't see him being in the locker room whenever they're doing that personally. Um, but who knows? I don't know how that would work with them. I know they're a tight knit family, but again, maybe he'll still say, you know what? I'm here for a game. Um, 
So expect TJ to come out of here, you know, four or five sacks. <laughs> I, I said that on a Texans show yesterday that I think that if anything, because they, they asked me and another Steelers guy, um, do we think that that's something that will be any kind of factor in the game? And I said, if there's any factor at all, it's only one guy on the Steelers that it'll be a factor for, and it's TJ, and it could motivate him more to try to have a really big game. Yep. And that's the one guy that they really don't want to give extra motivation to is TJ Watt, especially with a banged up offensive line. So yeah, on the left um, side, I think, yeah, yeah the pressure's yeah, going to come mean, from both sides. Yeah. They, what are you going to do? Keep two running backs in to try to chip on each side on every single play. You're going to have tight ends that basically operate as extra offensive tackles out there. I mean, we've seen all these strategies already against TJ Watt, uh, but you can't do it on both sides. Uh, so what do you, what do they do if Alex Highsmith has two sacks already in the first half? Do you switch it over and do that and then leave TJ on an island? I don't know. I think it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, I think Pittsburgh should be extremely disruptive with the pass rush. Uh, I won't be surprised if we see Nick Herbig get on the uh, the stat column this week with his first sack of the season. Uh, I think this is one of those opportunities that even our backup outside linebackers will get some real nice pressure this week yeah <laughs> you're counting them up Cody. what do you yeah. think he's getting 10 this week <laughs> yeah we'll see what happens so again we're looking forward to this game big game against the houston texans there's a chance that pittsburgh can get their mojo back even though that's not what it's about um i, I just want to see them come out and play with confidence i want to see kenny come out and do some yeah. stuff uh james three keys to success this week i think um Sustained offensive drives. That's my first one. Okay. Uh, I don't want to see a bunch of three and outs. I don't want to see a bunch of 20 yard drives. Uh, I think you should be able to build off of what we saw last week mm-hmm. um, and get some more sustained drives that'll lead to scoring possessions more frequently on your possession. Um, number two, this pass rush. Uh, big time. I want to see five plus sacks this week. Uh, I think it's pretty doable against this banged-up offensive line. I think if you can rattle C.J. Stroud that much, we're going to see this rookie throw his first interceptions of the season against this Pittsburgh Steelers defense. And not necessarily because the secondary made plays that are that fantastic to earn it, uh, but I think that the pass rush can be instrumental in that. Uh, And then I'm going to say Minka Fitzpatrick interception. We're going to see his first one of the season. Ooh, I'd like to see that. I would absolutely like to see that. All right, James, (laughs) my three keys to success for this week. Number one is going to be Kenny Pickett taking control of that offense. You talk about sustained drives. I want to see Kenny Pickett have confidence, throw the ball down the field, uh, eliminate some of the unnecessary check downs and the, quite frankly, just the plays that designed to check down or that like those stupid plays that we do. Um, I also want to see the tight end room get involved. We talked, you, we talked about it during the show, Pat Fryermuth and Darnell Washington hasn't really been, Darnell hasn't been involved yet, Pat obviously has, uh, but it's a big game opportunity for them with how weak they are in the middle of the field uh, with those linebackers. And then the third one is never allow CJ Stroud to get comfortable. I don't care if that's through uh, pass rush, through you know coverage schemes. I want to come out and make him uncomfortable in this game so we can see those interceptions, so we can see the the rookie quarterback getting frustrated or confused with reads and stuff like that. I want to see us um, really, really frazzle him up for the first time and, like you said, see those first interceptions. So those are my three keys to success. 
Uh, if you guys have three keys to success, let us know before the game. We'll absolutely talk about if those things happened or if they didn't, if they affected the outcome of the game. We would love to talk about your guys' three keys to success or send them in next week for the next game. We'll talk about them on the show that we recorded previous or before the show, uh, before the game. We would love to talk about those things. So again, thank you guys so much for listening and watching. If you're on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell. It's free. Don't forget to download Pro Sports Fans. We're about to start having Wednesday night shows there live where you can interact with us, uh, talk to us, ask us questions, just engage. And uh, we're looking forward to that. Also, live games coverage in the end of the year. Again, thank you so much. And for James and myself, we're signing off. Peace. Peace.